Hello everyone, this is Songs from a Room, an intimate singer-songwriter showcase where I, Bob Palos, invite very talented artists to the podcast for a one-on-one. We'll learn a little about each artist, what inspires them, what brought them to play the music they play, and the moments that led them to write the songs they wrote. Then finally, to play me a song from a room. Well, we're here in my apartment with Gustavo Rodriguez, a.k.a. Silban Sandovar. Uh, and we're uh, going to hear him play some songs. He is uh, an amazing musician I've known for a number of years and a uh, producer of uh, Fireside Mystery Theater. Uh, hello. Hey, Bob. What's up? So we're trying this again. I should, we should tell the listeners that we recorded a whole show. And yeah. I... I felt so embarrassed because I didn't know the show was being broadcast live. Well, it was being broadcast live at the community college I was going to, but yeah, and I was just didn't. I wasn't wide awake enough to for it to compute that it was a live taping. I thought it was just something we were just recording well, in the studio. I, I also didn't tell you that, uh, <laughs> but you I, might have. I just, I might, it's very no, possible I, you did. I just didn't. Yeah, because here's the thing about it. it was like it's at like, it was like for LaGuardia Community College radio station. The web station, and it literally, I think, just played to the office. <laughs> that's it. I hope. <laughs> no, that's it. Because I kept um, acting as if we were doing takes. I said, "Oh, I messed that. Let me do that again." Or let's try to roll that back in, not realizing. But you know, and that's wrong. not even why we're doing it again. We're doing it again because the audio is crap. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah. something I wished for. I was hoping. <laughs> you I, I prayed it. for. Well, you know, it's community college. No, I just like the audio technician. It was just kept like being like, "Okay, I got this." And it's like. The gain was all the way up. I, I played, I, I recorded like, I think like eight oh. of them, and they were all. All eight, eight yeah, different episodes? Just just, just clipping. Oh. It clipped when people laughed. I was like, what the hell? Oh. Yeah. Okay. This guy's trying to teach these kids how to use his equipment, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, whatever. That's chit chat, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what have we been doing so far? Uh, yeah, I guess this is it. This yeah. is good content. Um, well, yeah, I guess I've known you a number of years. Uh, well, I guess if I first met you, uh, you were uh, hosting uh, Spike Hill. Yeah, we, we had, I, I was in charge of the open mic at Spike Hill. I was one of the bookers there. But part of my, um, my uh, job there was to run the open mic on Tuesday nights. That, so that was a great open I was like probably one of the first... Because uh, I, I remember I just moved here from Chicago, and I was like, stand-up comedy had been going well there, and then just the drop into New York and just... I hadn't had a good set, <laughs> like, and like, uh, like the whole month I'd been there, and then I walked into Spike Hell, and it was just like good energy. You know what I mean? It wasn't a bunch of. It was the first time I actually felt like, all right, I don't, I don't suck here. <laughs> you oh, know, I, I, that's the, I think was a, we had a great little community there. I mean, yeah. everyone laments the passing of Spike Hill. Yeah, that was what, a great. Has it been space. five years now since that's gone. Wow, as it has, I, I could be getting that wrong. Four or five years, maybe. I think that sounds about right. Yeah, but yeah, it was a great family we had there of, of regulars. Uh, it was a nice community, and it was fun watching people do their thing. And there, are people get different things at up an open mic, right? You know, yeah, some people come in there that are they're they're just starting out, mm-hmm. and there's others that are have more that are more developed, but they want to go there to workshop things. For others, it's a hang. So for some people, it's uh, it's another gig. For some people, it's their only gig. Yeah, you know, nothing. No, and there's nothing um, bad about any of those things. It's uh, it was great for me to, to. I met so many cool people, 
and it was fun watching. So I loved watching people develop and get better. Yeah. Over the, the, the years when we did it. That was one of the more gratifying things for me working at Spike Hill was seeing people, musicians, comedians, what have you, people develop more and more over, over time. Spike Hill, R.I.P. Uh, but yeah, man. So what do you so what have you been up to lately? Well, I still do book music booking. My home base is still the LIC bar in Long Island City. Um, I do random booking stuff. I play around, play, play gigs a lot. Um, Mostly cover tunes these days, honestly. To, that's part of my income. But I love doing that. I, I don't have any shame. I'm unabashed. I, just, I like playing music. I mean, you got to learn. I mean, you got to learn the tunes to write the tunes, I feel like. I feel right? that's true. I feel that's something a lot of our colleagues or people and later gener- newer generations, I think they, don't, they, may, they might be missing, missing out on is that they feel... It's a stigma to do to do covers or learn other people's songs, and you're not really, in my view, what do I know? But with my in my view, you uh, I think you have to to learn how to play other people's songs, and have them pass through your body and your hands, your, through your vocal cords. Mm-hmm. That's how you learn how what makes a song works. If that's what you're interested in, if you're interested in writing, you're going to be interested in the craft of songs and songwriting, and that means. In my opinion, it means learning them, learning how to play them, or other people's music. It's like the more you read, the better you write. It's a similar analogy. Absolutely, yeah. Like I think uh, Hunter S. Thompson used to uh, hand transcribe. Transcribe, yeah, the Great Gatsby, right? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of writers do that. A lot of the uh, professional writers will do that. Will will run their hands over other writers' language in order to just to get the rhythm through osmosis, I guess. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, it's great. You play, so you play, I know you play uh, Weird Hour. You play like that, where's it, the, the Lions? I play the Red Lion on Bleecker Street. I've been playing there for, my gosh, a decade. Uh, my regular slot at there is one to four in the morning on Tuesdays. But I, I play there different days of the week, too. I play there, um, but usually it's the late night shift. Sorry. If I see you there, great. Uh, just tell me if you, you you heard about my show from Bob Palos's podcast, and you will get a... A free strum on the guitar. <laughs> one to four an on extra a chord. Yeah, you'll get one extra chord. Yeah, c- a bonus c- chord. Come on out if you got if you're still awake. You're out there. Roaming I won't the judge night. you <laughs> <laughs> for coming to see me. <laughs> yeah, from one to four on a Tuesday, man. What kind of crowd does that bring? Is that like you never know? Yeah, uh, you never. Sometimes it's as dead as a doornail, honestly. And other times you have you'll have a surprising amount of people there. They just the the owner of the place is just very insistent. He he designed it. It's in his business plan. He wanted that place to have music open to close every night, twenty four seven. Well, not twenty four seven. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. It's not twenty, but it's all opening hours. And yeah. I think there's there's no other seven days a week, and there's no other place I know of in New York City that does that anymore. Really, I can't that's, think. Yeah, of that's it. pretty wild for live music. That is for live bands. All right. Well, let's go into your origin story. I guess I believe. And ask, where were you born? I was born, and it surprises most people, I was born in Ottawa, Canada. You're a Canadian? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just born there. That sounds funny. No, my parents were living there temporarily for a few years, and I lived there till I was three. Oh, wow. Um, but they were neither are, are Canadians. So um, I mean, I was you born th- there. Wouldn't you technically be Canadian? I guess I, I, I could pursue that i'm confused as to how that works I've, <laughs> i'm ashamed to admit i've never really 
Yeah. Going into that. Maybe I should, you know, the, for healthcare. And yeah, get, go, go to Canada and get and some paying healthcare. Paying half man. my taxes. Half my income checked. for taxes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we were talking about your artist. So you're born in Canada. Yeah. Uh, where, and then where'd you move when you were three? Uh, Brooklyn. Well, we had a brief overlay. We lived in the, the country of Jamaica for a brief, yeah, my, where my brother was born. We lived there for less than a year. Wow, a bunch of Americans born all over the, the world, huh? Yeah, was, well, me and my, my brother Mike were the two exotic ones. Yeah. He's the most exotic. He was born in Jamaica. So you got dreadlocks? <laughs> <laughs> Real small ones. <laughs> yeah. I look really close. <laughs> no, then we moved to Brooklyn, where my mother is originally from. Uh, she lived, uh, she was from Sheepshead Bay, Bay Ridge. And then we moved to Long Island, which is where I spent most of my growing up. I still have a lot of uh, connection to Long Island. I, um, most of my family is still there. But I live in, uh, in Queens these days. What, what were you like as a child in Long Island? I, I was always, um, I mean, at least from what my family tells me, I've always been, I've always had an artistic bent or creative. Always was, creating. I was the dreamy one. <laughs> I was the one getting in trouble for not, you know, paying attention because I was daydreaming or yeah, head in the clouds. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. And then I was always drawing, and I liked to, to do that a lot as a kid. I was very, I've always been that way. I think I've always been trying to make creative. something. Yeah. Do were you playing music then? I started playing music probably when I was around 12, 13. 12, 13. Was it yeah. a guitar? Yeah. Well, no, that's not for being. Completely accurate. I it was younger than that. Well, you know, like, well, most of it, you know, a lot of us did school band. Oh yeah, I had the, the I, saxophone. I, no, I had the I I picked up for some reason the trombone and oh, the yeah. clarinet, and I put it right back down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I that was fun. I wish I could retain that. I have no no memory how to. Play. I think those are great instruments. I have no memory how to play them. Yeah, I, I even l learned to read and learned to unread. Music. I learned. <laughs> To forget, it. I can't read music. Anymore. Yeah, me neither, man. That's one thing I always, I wish I was just, I kind of like, you know, you get, I can squint at it and then decipher it, but you can't just sight read, you know. I'm no good at it. Yeah, I can, I can remember the B flat scale, I think, on the saxophone. Oh, you played sax? Yeah, I was. Oh. I think they're the same as the clarinet. I think the the set up the same way. Both but read I, instruments, right? Yeah, I th but I think the buttons are the same. I have no idea. I, I forget. Yeah, I don't know. The trombone, though, that one's hard. That one takes a lot more ear than anything, right? I think. I wasn't, you know... <laughs> yeah. I played it like a, you know, your typical... Yeah, if you ever actually... old nine-year-old or... <laughs> you actually listen to, like, a, a high school band, then it's just, oh, man. They... I just went to my, my my nephew's little band concert. He's, he's like, 10. Yeah. And it was, it was really cute. It was... Uh, it's just, but it's funny. I was yeah. trying not to, I was stifling laughs every now and then. <laughs> it sounds like mud. It sounds like the Smurfs playing <laughs> the Smurf band. Like... <laughs> Yeah. And the auditorium is packed. <laughs> yeah, they're all and, just... Every, and it's, uh, everyone's got to be there. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. Kids did all right. Do you have a song to sing and a story to tell? Just send an email to songsfromroompodcast at gmail.com to apply to be a guest on the show. Just give us your name, a little information about yourself, and a track of the song you'd like to sing. Songs from a Room Podcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing your song. Well, I think it'd be interesting to talk about. I want to talk about you play your guitar upside down. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a pretty unique trait. Uh, Hendrix is one of the only other person I can think of. What, what started you? Do you like. So you are left handed, right? Yes. But I, I do most. 
almost everything left-handed. Um, I but I have weird. Um, uh, what do you call it? exceptions? I'll, I'll throw a baseball with a right hand. Okay, but I do most everything else left-handed. And I, I, I learned to play. I played the guitar backwards. I play a right-handed person's guitar upside down. And the only reason I did that, well, I didn't know. First of all, I didn't. I didn't know it was weird till people started telling me it was weird. And <laughs> yeah. I played it at shows that way. I also play. I, I later on got a left-handed guitar, which I can play as well. Uh, but the reason I play it upside down is my brother had an acoustic guitar before I did. Mm-hmm. He had the first one in the house. So I couldn't go restringing that on him. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be cool. Just string so, it back so. when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> so no, so I just I just uh, took it and it. T- took some Simon and Garfunkel books with chords in it and learned songs that way and, and played chords that just that's That's re- like... That's gotta be confusing then. So you, you have a left-handed guitar, but you can, but you, you, so you just like turn it all upside down in your head, or what? I just didn't, didn't think about it. I didn't know it was something that was gonna people would think is uh, exceptional for some reason, which well, it is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're a pretty exceptional guy. Oh well, what can I say, Bob? <laughs> no, I, I have. Um, I also have when I play electric guitar, I prefer to play that properly. Mm-hmm. Strong, pr- a proper left hand. Be- only reason because if I'll, my forearm will bump into the the tone controls and volume. Mm. Oh yeah, I, yeah. That's annoying to me. So I, I'll, I like to play electric properly. Uh, do you have like a creative process or to write a song, or do you just like kind of let them come to you? Um, great question. I mean, there's, I don't think I have one set process. No, uh, it can happen in different ways. Sometimes something is is in my head. Sometimes uh, it comes from playing around and stumbling on things, uh, or sometimes you get an idea. I want to write a song about that says this, and you attempt to do that. Start from that point, mm-hmm. or I, I, I'm a big fan of it's. A, it's contrary to a lot of songwriters' opinions, I think. But I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big believer in the inspirato, inspiration. Just let it. When, when it's let, there, it's there. Yeah, let the muse talk to you. There's other writers, and it's no, neither one of us is wrong, <laughs> right or wrong. Yeah. But I, I, my view is um, I like to, to write when I feel the urge, when I feel like there's something to say, as opposed to just doing it in a workmanlike way. Just having, I'm a writer, so I have to write every day and, and churn out something, produce, produce, produce. Uh, with songs, I'm not that way so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work at my own pace, and I and I feel my my attitude is always there's enough noise in the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't want to put any more noise out there. Yeah, I want to only Just do to things when I'm driven to do it. When I feel like things I can't help doing. Yeah, that's a, that's got to be the best feeling when when you have to write a song. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or yeah, like well, the song you're gonna sing today. Uh, what's the name of the song you picked? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick one right now at the top of my head. All right, let's yeah. Let's, let's see, we're all we're going counter to the process idea. We're just, yeah, we're just we're doing it as as it comes to us naturally. It feels right. Yeah. What, what what's this? What I've decided right now, off the top <laughs> of my head, Bob. Put those cards away. Yeah, I don't need these. <laughs> Actually, kidding, they're all blank. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling yourself that. Yeah. Oh uh, no, I'll do. Uh, uh, let's see. I'll do this one. It's called "I'm Late." I am. This song's called "I Am Late." I'm late. I'm late. Yeah. It was. And uh, when did you write this song? I actually wrote this when I was about twenty. 
Oh. And it's I still like it, and people still seem to like it. So in this song, this is so you didn't plan to write it. It was written. You thought it, and it was written, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think I'd p- a piece of it. Mm-hmm. Then, then, and then you know, then later on, another piece came to me, and it was all it didn't happen all in one sitting. It happened, I think, over a period of time. All the different elements came together. So, um, if I recall correctly, yeah, I remember just having maybe the beginning of it, and then. So it happened. You were you were late. Exactly. That's, and I guess that maybe it, I didn't think of it that way, but yeah. <laughs> you were, all right, I've been uh, trying to sell this to a pregnancy test uh, company. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't worked out yet, though. Uh, yeah, let's, okay, let's hear it. Let's hear the song. Right. Uh, we're going to listen to I'm Late by Gustavo Rodriguez. I hope it does Sylvan Sandoval justice. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. a.k.a. Sylvan yeah. Sandoval. <laughs> That was a nice one. Well, thank you. 
Not too bad for picking it out of a hat, huh? Yeah, That's great. I hope so. Yeah, I'm late. That was great, man. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, you wrote that one when you were 20. Yeah. It's a nice song. Yeah, people seem to like that one. Yeah, it's a beautiful melody. I love the, yeah. So many good parts. So many reasons why that song's great. Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks for being on the podcast. Well, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, this was Songs from a Room. Uh, I've been Bob Paulos. This has been Sylvan Sandovar, a.k.a. Gustavo Rodriguez. And, uh, you know, have a good day. I guess that's it. Thanks for listening. This was Songs from a Room. Thank you to Ben Shapiro for providing all the theme music. Any inquiries, just email us at songsfromaroompodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned, dialed up, and downloaded for the next episode. Bye.